Why are you waving your hands like that? <laughs> hand, sanitizer. hand sanitizer. Oh, why, Obviously. Why do you, you use hand sanitizer? I'm going to take a COVID test. I figured that would be good listening content. You're going to take a COVID <laughs> test right now? <laughs> yeah. I waited until we started recording. <laughs> See, so. that's what that crinkling was. Uh, sorry. I only have one more thing to open. Well, get it over with. Okay. <laughs> Where do you think you got COVID from? Your mom. Welcome to My Top Everything. I'm your host, Marion. I'm Kara. And I'm Mara. This is a podcast... <laughs> Where the three of us argue about anything and everything, and we force the people closest to us to listen to it. Uh, before we start the episode this week, does anyone have any updates? I have an update. My coworker was listening to the What I Would Do for a Million Dollars episode, and she brought up the point that... Uh, Marion, you didn't say who would pay for you to go live in the woods. You made Karen and I say. No, you no, didn't. Are you sure she didn't mean I didn't say who would pay me to watch sports? Because I did with the woods. Yeah, it was like a, a. Yeah, I had one for the number two and number three. I had one for, yeah, like basically it would be a book deposit for number two. And then obviously number three is Survivor. My number one. I did not say, yeah. which I also noticed, but can't go back after, you I know, just wanna, when you're editing. Yeah, it was noted. But, um, well, <laughs> minus people, one point? No. Yeah. No, the people yeah. who would, no, the people who would pay <laughs> for, for me to, what was it? It was watch... Every single football game. Who did? It's sports game for two seasons. Yeah. Who'd you say would pay for you to go live in the woods? Uh, like a publishing house that they oh, would give you me were in advance. A okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I equated it to Walden. And then and then nobody knew who Wait, wrote I don't know Walden. if that's the point of this. And then we edited that out because I was kind and we didn't put that part in the podcast, did uh, we? So so here we go. You want to so play with fire? Maybe we'll get that little recording back where everyone's trying to figure out who wrote Walden. I feel like I'm You did not remember, Kara. You did not get it right. I, but I remember now. Oh my god, okay. well it doesn't well, count. That doesn't count. <laughs> I just I'm excited because I remember something. I'm just saying maybe I'll get that recording and we'll put that right here. Do it. That's my black man. Do it? Do it. I don't give a f there are more embarrassing things I have not known the answer to. <laughs> All right. The person who would pay for me to watch a bunch of sports. <laughs> yeah, lay it on yeah, us. for two seasons, every single um game. Either someone who wants to watch a person die of boredom and is looking for the perfect way to do that and is hoping that I will die of boredom, they would probably pay for it. Or um, maybe like a really egotistical, like third string football player <laughs> who feels like no one's watching 
the games that he's in and he doesn't even really want me to he just wants me to look in at the sidelines the whole time during the games oh my god that would be awful if your eyes had <laughs> you to know watch. to like watch him um though i don't know why he would pay me for all the other games too uh or somebody could pay you to try to maybe you're helping them like how do we get women to watch sports yes <laughs> or or people in LA to watch, you know like maybe you're the demographic where they're like how, we need how more do we, like baseball how baseball's dying you know how do we interest someone yeah into watching this um, final answer i figured it out i figured it out <laughs> The person who's paying me to watch all of these games, every single game, is somebody from the past who has figured out how to go to the to the future. No, it's somebody now. It's somebody now who built a time machine and they want to go back. You're starting so, there's time travel in it, and they're trying to get <laughs> sports bets. Yeah, and they want me to find as much information as possible so they can make a bunch of money. Yeah, sports that's how in the Netflix hit show Travelers, they have these people called historians and they know <laughs> like the correct things to bet on so that they can get money for their team right away. Huh. It's a good show. You should check it out. Yeah. So that's basically what I'm what that's it there. We answered their question. Hope you're happy. Thanks, <laughs> Thanks listener. <laughs> so much enthusiasm thanks listener <laughs> no more updates i'll say i just listened no more updates. i just listened <laughs> i just listened to <laughs> number seven our episode number seven um which is are we that far top top three worst things um i've witnessed a child do oh yeah and um in it i keep saying the word auto cannibalism and the two of you don't seem to know what that is and so then while I was re-listening to it, I looked it up and it's a real thing. And it's when you eat parts of yourself. So does it count if you're eating like burgers or hair or like toenails? Like, does that count as auto cannibalism? I hate this conversation. <laughs> this is or like if you swallow. This is, going back, this is going back to watching that kitty to scab, man. If you accidentally yes, swallow your I own said tooth. It. That is why I said it, Kara. That yeah. is in that conversation. Oh, my, I said. my mouth is watering again. Can we stop talking about eating boogers? You want to see your mouth is watering. Mm. One no, moment, I'm going to vomit. One moment, please. Do you know there's a part in the Harry Potter book no. uh, where Harry gets he says diagonally wrong and he gets shot into the other diagonal alley, alley. yeah diagonally yeah. diagonally and yeah, uh, he ends up in that uh, really weird creepy place in the book he's walking around and uh, there's a, a witch and she has a plate full of nails just like fingernails toenails all sorts of stuff and Harry accidentally knocks it and he gets like sort of covered in fingernails and it is disgusting. They could have left that detail in. Auto ca cannibalism is when you eat hair, yes. nails, scabs, anything like that. So I can't wait to call people out on audible cannibalism. Auto, auto, auto cannibalism. Audible, audible cannibalism audible. is a little different. <laughs> Podcast version of cannibalism. <laughs> we I actually am. have an episode where we do that. <laughs> if anyone wants to Stay watch it, it's bonus content. Extra content. You have to... <laughs> You have to Subscribe. become a patron. Hit that like button. Yeah, now you got to slide into my Venmo. <laughs> and then you'll get, into my Venmo. Yeah. You'll get an audible cannibalism I'll special. do it. Dare me. Ew. 
God, I've learned about, you we know what I've learned in this podcast is that Mara will eat doors. She will eat toenails. She will put anything in her mouth. It's what I'm pretty I'm sure in that she said she would not eat another human. I'm pretty sure she said she wouldn't do Yeah, prions. I would eat like my hair, my nails, maybe probably a booger. You ever just get oh. like a clear one? <laughs> That's not going to taste like much. That already sometimes gets in my mouth anyway. Let's go. Ah! Oh my god, I need to like mute you for a minute. <laughs> this is terrible. Um, all right, so our topic. <laughs> yes. Can we move on to the topic, please? <laughs> I thought you said we weren't going to interrupt each other as much. I'm glad you left me out of that because I am pretty good. Yes. About doing Here it. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, here we go. Our topic this week is my top three ghost encounters. Uh, Mara, it's been a while. Maybe you should start us off. Thank you. We're back at it. I'm glad we're in the magic. We're in the sweet zone. The good place, if you will. My is is the good place when you get to go first. Yeah. (laughs) Oh. I thought you were referencing because heaven ghosts. I thought you were making a reference. I mean, probably a little. The <laughs> I mean, probably. Sure. Why I not? to be frank, I've and, heard it both ways. Yeah. To be completely upfront, I ha- don't feel like I've had any actual ghost encounters. But my first one is something that caused me a lot of nightmares. The year is two thousand and two. <laughs> I'm in fifth grade. How old does that make me? It doesn't ten. matter. Ten. I'm 10. You were born in 92. 2002. The math is difficult. She's a chemist, chemist. y'all. She does. She makes sure that you are safe. I looked at too many numbers today to do simple math like that. That's fair, I guess. We'll give it to you. It's really a work situation, not a free life. Uh, I'm 10. You don't have a free life. And I don't know who turned this movie on, but if you've ever seen the movie Ghost Ship, that movie gave me nightmares for like I still think about it and shiver it's about apparently it's based off of a true story I don't know how much I believe that but whatever it's a maritime mystery and this these people come across a ship that appears to have nobody on it and from what I remember, because I absolutely fucking refuse to ever watch it again, they get on the ship and all I can remember is like it towards the end of the movie or the middle. At some point in this movie, they start showing how all of these people on this ghost ship died. And they like came up with some of the worst ways to watch people die. The that and just freaked me out. And it was mostly the visuals. Like one of the giant group of people died because their food got poisoned with rat poisoning uh and then the the image that sticks with me the most is this singer is walking along on the top of the deck and (laughs) are you okay no are you wow it just really got you and this hook comes out of nowhere and hooks her in the jaw and it goes through her head and then she's oh. just swinging on like this. a fish yeah uh maritime movie awful it like goes through her head but so this is a fictional thing about ghosts it sounds like it's about people dying Ooh. 
Okay, do I have COVID? Sorry, everybody. We have to take a little <laughs> pause here. Uh, if you want to know how much content, minutes. if you want to know how much content has been cut, just do the math. Uh, no, you guys, I don't have COVID. I'll take another one tomorrow morning. Don't worry, guys. Nice. I wouldn't. I won't endanger you. Fingers crossed. <clears throat> yeah. For which result, we'll never know. <laughs> I think we know. <laughs> the. So I don't know. I just have all these horrible images stuck in my head from that movie, and it scared me. And I had a lot of nightmares about it. Uh, and the ghosts on that ship were not nice. So the ghosts caused the death of the people that you're talking about. From my memory, a bunch of people on the ship go evil, and then they do they like start killing people off, like putting rat poison in the food, and then. Uh, and I can't remember if it's like a ghost possession into a body that's like, okay, we're going to go. Like if the ship Ugh. was haunted to begin with. And I like just don't need to go back and look. Uh, yeah. So we're not quite sure how much ghost content is actually in this. <laughs> the whole Sounds thing like a- is called the ghost ship. Maybe that's the name of the ship. <laughs> Incorrect. <laughs> it sounds like a bunch of murders by people. Mm. No. <laughs> who who okay, goes so that's- next? <laughs> Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> so my number three top ghost story is uh, it happened while I was around, but it's I don't have memories of it. So my mom, my brother, and I were living in a rental house in Des Moines at the time, and I think I think we lived there from when I was like three to five, maybe. Um, it's where that McDonald's is now, and uh, so apparently, so. I, we had it's a two bedroom rental and there's three of us. So my mom lovingly gave each of us our own bedroom and then she slept on the porch every night. And so and I learned today that she had to fold out her bed every evening, sleep on a folding couch and then fold it back up in the morning. And I said, why didn't you just leave it out? And she said, that's how we got out of the house. So she had to do that oh every God. day. Yeah. So much effort. And I was like, wow, that sucks. And she was like, no, it was the coziest thing in the world. And I was like, oh, you got a real positive connotation about that. Um, and I guess that we had a bookshelf on the on the porch and my mom like loaded it up with plants. And it's I asked, it's a solid bookshelf, not one that's like a board and then, you know, like hangers underneath. It's like an actual bookshelf. And apparently she my my mom has a connection with ghosts and can apparently feel their aura and hear them and things like that and apparently knows their genders because we talked about a couple of stories. Uh, so apparently there was a male ghost at this uh, rental house and my mom said that he was not angry, but that he would sometimes uh, like mess with stuff in the house. And the one that she would always, the one that she brought up most was every once in a while she would come home and there would be like a plant shifted on the bookshelf or he would knock down a couple. So uh, apparently like depended on what we were doing at the time, but she would like talk to the ghost and like ask him to stop and things like that. And after I think a year, she said that the plant stopped like falling off the bookshelf and breaking and stuff like that. <clears throat> he got born. Um, okay. I also in that house and I asked my mom if she thinks this is related, but she doesn't. And I do. So, you know, <laughs> see what she says um but I also got my head stuck between the bed and the nightstand one night while I was sleeping like I I woke up with my head I had fallen off the bed and my head got stuck 
between the bed and the nightstand and I was just like sitting there screaming and crying because I was like, what the heck just happened? I think Ghost might have pushed me <laughs> oh, uh, off the bed. It's like, you're not going to let me touch the plants. I'll touch your other babies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> wow. That seems like priorities. a big thing for ghosts to do to you. Yeah. I mean, it. W- I also like... Right, Harry Potter has like ghosts, and then they have the poltergeist. Poltergeist, yeah. yeah. Poltergeist. Uh, so that means that the ghost in our rental house must have been a poltergeist. Yes. Yeah. If Which you believe in that sort of word. thing. <laughs> do you, Mara? Do you believe in ghosts? I don't know. <laughs> oh, interesting. Answer leans I want towards to no. I would love to have a ghost encounter. Prove me wrong, mother. Mother universe other i think there is i think like we look at ghosts as in a weird way i think like that energy like probably does stay around like like if we think about the how there are dimensions like fourth fifth sixth dimensions Mm -hmm. that we don't understand yeah i feel like we see results of those like if there's another dimension of energy that we can't sense then these encounters are things where we like see the results of that energy, mm-hmm. but because of our senses, we can only sense a very small amount yeah. of like whatever's going on. I um, like the energy shifting theory of ghosts, like what you just described there a bit. That's yeah. the one I can get the most behind. My number three ghost encounter is actually has to do with this current um this current apartment right basically oh. yeah basically like so i would say i've had like i really have actually had three major like encounters quote unquote in my existence so far and i feel like i don't go looking for them but um like certain places kind of it usually starts off as a joke like um Like here, my, you know, the doors would start shutting randomly or like the bathroom door was hard to get out of. And, you know, it could have been a draft. It probably was a draft. But I would like be like, oh, ghost, whatever. Like that's a ghost. Um, But then like weirder things have happened in here since then. Like one time. So I've been jokingly like saying, oh, the ghost in the apartment to Matt. I'll say the apartment ghost. Um we have these automatic feeders for the cats and don't ruin this for me, Mara, but basically like <laughs> the, the feeder will every once in a while, like let out like one or two pieces of food randomly. Huh, interesting. Does that happen with your <laughs> feeder? You said don't ruin it. You can That's ruin yes. it. That's a yes. Does it? Yeah. All the time. And you probably have a ghost too. I did. So, yeah, cor- yes. But here's the weird part. You see that basement apartment? (laughs) Here's the weird part is that one time I was in this room right here, which is like my office slash cat room. And um, Matt was like telling me he didn't think Bingley was really eating much like lately. Like he hadn't been seeing Bingley eat. And I immediately got very freaked out because I don't like hearing that about my cat. Yeah. And then as, as he finished saying it, the cat feeder in the room dispensed like two pieces of food right then and Bingley was right there with us and Bingley ran and ate it and I was like apartment ghost wanted me to know I think the ghost or the energy in this apartment is very positive very helpful protective energy um and 
like I think if there is a ghost here, it likes us. It likes having people around. So I'm working. Um, it's a job where I work remotely. And then like one day they're like, can you be on set? And I like never go on set. And I usually wake up like literally at 10 a.m. every day to do this job. Like my job started at 10 a.m. I would literally roll out of bed, put on my laptop. That's but they the were dream. like, your call time is 9 a.m. Can you be there at 9 a.m.? I said, yes. I set my alarm the night before. I go to bed. Um, I'm sleeping. And uh, I hear Matt, my partner, say it's 9 a.m. And that jolts me out of my sleep because I'm like, oh, my God. And I like immediately look over because I'm confused, like my alarm didn't go off. And I look over to him and he's asleep facing the other way from me. And I like shake him awake. I'm like, did you just say it was 9 a.m.? And he was like, what? No. And then he goes back to sleep. I almost went back to sleep because I was like, "Okay, I was just obviously stressed about being late. Like my alarm didn't go off. Yeah, when you like Probably wake fine. up out of stress. Yeah. Yeah. Like I yeah. woke up, maybe I woke up at like 6 a.m. out of stress and I have three hours or well, not three hours, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't wake up at 9 a.m. to be there at 9 a.m. Um, anyway, <laughs> so I, I look at, I just glance at my phone just in case. And then my phone says that's 8.58 a.m. And I was obviously like very late, but <laughs> that part was crazy because I would have sworn like it was so clear that his, it was his voice yeah. waking me up. Like it jolted me out of my sleep. Like I was in the middle of dreaming. I was sleeping. Like, and how would I know that it was 9am inherently within myself? Circadian rhythm. Exactly. But not because I never woke up at 9am. I'd always wake up like yeah. later. So like, it, it's not like my, like it would make more sense if I had woken up at 10am. Yeah. Cause that's the normal time I would wake up. Like, yeah. it doesn't make sense why I woke up at that time. This one I believe so, in the ghost. This is yeah, yeah. This was the first one. So then I was looking for ways to corroborate it. Yeah. After I was like, oh, because I feel like maybe the ghost used a lot of energy mm-hmm. to break into my dimension so that I would sense it more fully. And it was like I gotta use a different voice. I gotta use this guy's voice, or else it's gonna scare the shit out of her. So I feel like it was trying to mimic Matthew. Yeah, because if it had been a different voice, you would have. Uh, I feel like still thought it was a part of your dream. Oh, Who knows? Yeah, like maybe, maybe yeah. I would have ignored it. Maybe I would have been scared. I don't know. But it's a smart ghost. Yeah. So that's my number three. Did you? Does Do you have it, a sense? It have a name? Do you have what? <laughs> does this ghost have, have a name? <laughs> I'm sorry. Name. Is there a name? Uh, let's. <laughs> I call it. Well, first it was apartment ghost. Yeah. Sometimes it's Classic. ghost cat. Cute. There is no name. I have a feeling, Dennis. not kind of like your mom, but I feel very much like this ghost is female, if I okay. had to guess. It has a very different energy from the other two encounters I'm going to talk about. And there's okay. something very friendly about it that makes me think that it's got some feminine energy, whether or not it's female. Yeah. Whether I, I don't know if energy can be gendered, she, but... She thinks so. It she had th- a very, she's, we spoke about... Quite a few ghosts, and she would gender each of them. That's why I asked why she this gendered them. I love certainly that. the nicest ghost of them. Yeah, I feel very comfortable. My mom said here that she's. Ghost. My mom said that she's never been scared of a ghost, so she's had a bunch of. What was that? What the fuck was that? 
You guys. Oh my god. <laughs> Listen. Grayson, did you make a noise? Oh, it's silent the- in here. Oh my god. What was that? Uh, it sounded like a bag or something. The groceries. Did our groceries, groceries just fall off the counter? I think it was the groceries. You guys have a haunted apartment. No. Was it This the- is why I didn't want to talk about it on the podcast, wow. man. Was it the ghost trees? <laughs> <laughs> I'll be right back. Oh my god, God. I can't come away from this thinking that I live with a ghost. I live alone. (laughs) That's just not in the cards. All right. For what it's worth, Bandy looked at the door and started growling after that happened. No, she did not. Oh my god. (laughs) She is literally still staring at the door. Now she's looking at me. Okay. I don't know. Oh my god. It it was the groceries. It was a bag of groceries that fell off the counter. How'd you set it on the counter? <laughs> uh, Grayson set it up, and then I did grab a pepper out of there earlier. Okay. But it, I okay. mean, it was on the counter. Gravity. This is my number fucking one. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Honorable mention. It's just like a really odd time for that to happen. Yeah. Yeah. It is. We never and had Grayson your groceries fall it. during. I'm the glad podcast. that you could hear it on the podcast. I'm glad that yes. the podcast caught it. I, I thought it was it Bandy. Did. I thought it was your dog getting into something. I couldn't. Uh, yeah, it's not. But I would have been able to hear. I don't. That was so scary. <laughs> Maybe everyone. Who? <laughs> I don't even remember what I was going to say. Number two, ghost encounter. AKA not really an encounter because I don't think I've had an encounter. My number two for this day. I like that. I'm going to be the skeptic. I'm Scully. Scully from the X-Files. Skeptic X-Files. Wow. Oh, Jesus. Some of us don't do sci-fi and it shows. X-Files. Good one. Mara. Is it it X-Files? Like, it's like cold cases or something. What is X-Files? <laughs> no. X-Files is paranormal. It's the FBI secretly investigating like paranormal incidents and crimes. All, all fiction, I'm assuming. Okay. Real. I'm. There has to be some real sh- on that show. There's no doubt in my mind. There's some real conspiracy theories that there. There's some real conspiracy theories. But it's about yeah. two partners and they've got like sexual tension that's never really addressed and um one of them is skeptic and one of them is a believer got it okay so but why would you work on a sorry this is ridiculous (laughs) why would you work on a case or why would your whole career be dedicated to something that you don't believe in are you i guess you would be disproving it yes that's your whole like yeah you figured it out Thank you. I am a genius. My next two are kind of religious related. It's two, but I'm lumping it into one. Then my number two is like religious related. Um, The Catholic church has patron saint, paint of different patrons. (laughs) (laughs) Let her figure it it out. Let her figure it out. Yeah. Patron saints. Yes, <laughs> just grew up saying that every day. So. Yikes! Paint, paint trend saints. Paint uh, saints of like different things. So like Saint Anthony is the patron saint of lost things. 
And so you would pray to him and he would help you find things. What happened? Listen, Wait, something sorry. just knocked. No. Did you hear that? No, no, no. Did Bandy, did Bandy freak out? Because Grayson looked over. Bandy is literally at the door panicking right now. <laughs> you guys, I am not okay. I just got to shut my window really uh, quick before on, we continue on. this. Uh, is, is someone knocking on our door? I don't know. Well, go check. Haley might be here for for okay. Megan's packages. I'm, oh, somebody is. Okay. <laughs> I don't need that full out of body experience to be happening tonight, but thank you. <laughs> oh my God. This is uh, this is special. Yikes! We're like creeping ourselves out. Yeah, I am my own worst enemy in these situations. Why, why don't you continue on the? So I just, nothing specific happened, but I do feel like praying to St. Anthony would help me find things. And I, part of me wonders if it's like meditation that like I would, in praying, I would bring myself to a calming place and then I would stop some of the frantic energy and I'd be able to find what I was looking for. But also um, in order to be a saint in the Catholic church, you have to have performed miracles after your death. Uh, Hmm. And so maybe it was St. Anthony. So my number two, I've only had other than the one in the rental house, I've only had two ghost encounters myself. And this is the, anyway. So I was, uh, I worked at Hannah Shaw. (laughs) I'm going to talk about camp every single episode, I think. Uh, so I was a counselor at camp. I think it was my first or second year. And we have like all the dining, basically everything except for our horse barn is down a hill and you have uh, a very large road that goes between the two, or you can cut through basically like the woods and like an old abandoned part of camp to get down to the, um, main camp. And so I was walking all the campers down from the barn one day and I'm like up I'm in the front and I'm like singing songs and telling stories and things like that trying to keep them entertained and I can hear like you know the pitter patter of feet and like giggles and stuff like that and I'm walking and I probably walked for like 10 if not more 10 minutes and I turned around at one point because I had asked a question and nobody answered I turn around and I am the complete alone no I have no one else around me and I had and it's not like I don't think it was like the rustle of the wind right because it was like like pitter patter of feet yeah you know what I mean and like giggles oh there were fucking giggles and this was what everyone else believes is the most haunted part of camp and I had never believed it before because before this I had never had a ghost encounter and I don't know what happened to those children I ran down the hill and I said they will figure it out and I got down to camp and I think I grabbed a van or something to go pick them up. But I was like, I am not, I'm not going back. Oh There's God. no way. You're like, That's they're so lost scary. now. That's yeah. the end. I'm just the making ghost more ghosts. Them. That's yeah. probably their, their ploy is like freak out the counselors. Ghost that pyramid. Way the kids are alone. Yeah. Ghost pyramid. Like a <laughs> pyramid scheme. Like a, yeah, yeah, pyramid scheme for ghosts. For ghosts. <laughs> like, if you want to continue being a counselor here, you have to contribute to the forest. <laughs> She's your least favorite this week. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, it might be hard. Yeah, that's so funny. Um, yeah. Did you tell anyone about that? Oh, I told everyone about it, and everybody else. And also because it's—I don't know if it's because of camp—and everybody's like super extra, and we're all like eighteen to twenty-one at the time. But everybody else came back with their camp ghost stories, and it was specifically that location is called. 
out, oh, I can't remember what it's called. So like outpost or something like that. It used to be where we had covered wagons, covered old horse wagons. And that's where we would like the campers would sleep. It's now not used. It's just abandoned horse wagons uh, in the no. middle of the woods. And then the other place that people say uh, the other two places, three, it's a very haunted place, is the first building ever built on the camp property. The old mess hall, which is now like our art center, and then our arts building, which uh, was, I think, the second building ever built on camp. And everybody has their own. Like one time somebody was in like the drama by themselves and like a dress flew off of the hangar or whatever. And Static electricity. There's all sorts of. I mean, yeah, people use all sorts of reasons not can't, to believe in ghosts. Can't wait for you to explain this on Mara okay. that I'm about to do. Because it's really a doozy. Oh, and, I, I yeah. would have been waiting for someone to explain this one my <laughs> whole life. Um, so at our high school. Is this your number two? This is my number two ghost encounter. At our high school, high school in Des Moines, Iowa. Uh, <laughs> what? I'm not Why? allowed to say that? I don't. I feel <laughs> like fine. it just makes it that much easier to find me and kill me. That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> okay, well, bleep it out. Can you bleep, you bleep each word, though? Bleep, 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 bleep. I think you bleep out. In Des Moines, Iowa. <laughs> That's even too much in Iowa. That's too much. Can I say it's a former... <laughs> No. I mean, they know we went to Brody, so I oh, like we've true. already. Maybe we've already bleep, bleep it we can bleep the word, and they won't know. It's a former something, and you can try and figure out what is it. Is it? Who Wait, knows? no! Now you're saying no. Bleep all of that. Just a million bleeps. <laughs> this whole episode's just gonna be a big bleep. You come in, and it's like it sounds like they're doing a test on a TV. <laughs> All right. Uh, so we went to high school. Is that safe to say, everybody? <laughs> period. I we went to high school. Period. We went to high school. It was a pretty old building. It had this really like amazing theater, like beautiful, um, with a really like ornate balcony, and like uh, I think it had been there like the whole time the school had been there. Um, yeah. And I was a big drama nerd, big drama geek. Not to flex, but one year I spent so much time at drama club instead of living the rest of my life that I could have lettered over three times oh in just drama. Yeah, with Ew. all the points. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I so about I was, lettering. Yeah, right. <laughs> what a weird era of our lives. <laughs> How dedicated are you to this after school activity? We're going <laughs> to measure your dedication and decide if you get a letter. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so we had this theater and there was a story that our drama teacher would talk about, um, that there was a ghost <clears throat> of a former student. I believe the, the lore was that the student, the student had like flung themselves off the balcony or something. And we called him Clyde. I know. Very exciting. Very grim. Macabre. He died, right? Um, that's yeah, that's how we got the, the story. Ghost. <laughs> Yes, that's, the, that's, that's how the that's yeah. how they get made. That's how ghosts are made. <laughs> right, they're not delivered by a stork. <laughs> Took me six stories <laughs> to get there. Someone has <laughs> someone has to die. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, Clyde probably supposedly, you know, went out the balcony, and um, uh, we would, you know, every time anything happened, it was like, oh, Clyde. So I 
was working up in the light booth, which is right at the balcony, which overlooks like the audience and the stage. Um, there's like this light booth up at the top of the balcony and behind that is like where we keep all of our extra wardrobe, like clothing items. And behind that is even like this like weird kind of like empty attic space where like people used to graffiti in the fifties, like people would have their names and hearts oh. and it would say like nine, nine fifty two or whatever. Oh, yeah. Cool. No, it wasn't cool. It was creepy <laughs> as f- and you had to keep if you were in the light booth and you were looking down, then you just had like there was no door to that back part where oh. like literally a person could camp out there and you would never know. And like and so it was very creepy always being there because I felt like my back was always exposed. But yeah, um, one night I was turning off all of the equipment and I was going down. We had lights on the rails of the balcony that would shine down on the stage and I was turning those off and there are mezzanines on the balcony and in the lower section. Um, and mezzanines are like, well, sorry, not mezzanines. There are vomes, vomitoriums. Um, and the vomes are these like straight, uh, I don't know, like hallways basically that lead out. Um, and so on either side of the, the balcony, you could take the VOMs and they would lead you like to the high school hallway. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And they were locked from the outside. So like if you were in the hallway, you couldn't open these doors and get into the VOMs. They were like one way you, if you were in the balcony, like auditorium, you could get out through the VOMs. Um, because like, obviously we didn't want people breaking in to like take any of the equipment. So I'm like, you know, turning off my lights and um, suddenly I hear a noise from the left bomb and out of the darkness, because it's like this ramp that just goes up into the dark. So you like, you can't see into the back out of the darkness, this Lipton iced tea bottle is thrown and comes tumbling down, like down the ramp at me. And it's got like, what looks like cloudy piss, honestly, Gross. in it, but it's not open it's like not like the thingy, the like seal still on it. And it's completely full, like completely full. Like if you know how in bottles that are unopened, like usually you can tip it and like there's that little air yeah. bubble. Yeah. None of that. It's completely full and it was unopened. And there was at first I was like, there must be somebody there. Like I was confused and I went up and I was like, hello. And like went into the vom into the dark, which now I'm like, why that was stupid, <laughs> but there was nobody in there. And the thing is, is that I don't know if you remember, but if you opened the vom doors, it was so loud. Like it was so, yeah. so loud. Like we couldn't do it like during the plays or anything. You would have to wait until there was clapping or scene break because like, the noise was so loud yeah so like i know that nobody was in there and like went out or in and i know that nobody could have opened the door from the outside so like this bottle literally came from like nowhere i was very confused freaked out i just left after that so that's one that i'm like explain it explain that to me because like there's sealed with plastic no but even so so then how was it how do you know it was unopened the little you know the ring and when it's like still connected to the cap? Oh, it's a plastic. Yes, sorry. It's a plastic Lipton iced tea bottle that you get out of like a vending machine. Yeah. 
but also how to get thrown. Like it was like with such force and velocity. And that's when I'm like, how does like energy's got to have different dimensions that we don't understand because like where this object came from or how it works, I don't, I do not understand how this like got here. So like, I can't explain what yeah. happened with the bottle because yeah. it's beyond like my senses as yeah. a it's third dimensional like creature. It fell down. Was this a- you were walking down a ramp and it came up the ramp. No, no. I was at the bottom of the ramp. The ramps like went down to yeah. the balcony. Yeah. I was at the bottom of the ramp. It like it worked with velocity or with gravity, but it was like it was like someone had thrown it, but nobody was there. Like where did the bottle come from? There's no there's nothing in the ramps. There's nowhere for it to be. Yeah. And why would it like suddenly be thrown and start rolling towards me? Here's my theory. Somebody was hmm. up there with you the entire time and you just didn't know it. Uh then how did I not see them? They were like in one of the creep. They were hiding. They're in they a can't shadow. hide in the vom. They can't hide in it. They were there's nowhere to hide. It's just a it's just a ramp. They were there. Hmm. It's like a, it's like a hallway that's sloped, right? Like it's, it's just got like walls literally on both sides. like it's yeah. It's just like a like a tunnel for lack of a better term. But you know, there's doors at yeah. the end of the hall, and yeah. it's not a very long hall. It's just like Didn't- a ramp that goes out. Didn't you also, I remember this, if I remember it right, you went and found somebody and the two of you went back and tried to find if somebody was there, right? No, no? I don't remember that. Oh, okay. I was like the last one up there. I was like closing down for the night. There's nobody else. And the color color of the liquid in the Lipton tea bottle is not a color that you... kind of Lipton tea colored, but it was cloudier. Maybe it's just because it'd been thrown, but like... To me, it looked unnatural. Yeah. Yeah. But mostly it was the part where this object appeared to have been thrown. I thought somebody had thrown it. Like, it came with, like, force and velocity. Yeah. And then I literally directly went to the direction of where it had been tossed. And there was nobody And there. nobody was there. And there was no way for anybody to be there. Like, because the door doesn't open. Like, if someone wanted to pull a prank and just open the door and throw something down the ramp at me, yeah. they can't do that because the door is locked on the other side. And limited people had keys. Only only Mrs. V had a key. Only the drama teacher had a key. So, unless she was <laughs> keeping Clyde alive. <laughs> <laughs> that would be um, so entertaining as a, as a teacher. There was another... <laughs> Um, just one more with Clyde. Everyone has a story about Clyde, kind of like Hannah Shaw. But like one time, Mrs. V called us all to do notes. Like at the end of every rehearsal, she would call everyone down and we would sit around and she would give notes. And we were all sitting there and she was the only one on the stage and she was standing and she was reading out her notes. And then from the balcony, like this dowel, like a wooden dowel, like basically a round cylinder stick, like came flying from the balcony at her. Then it hit her, just landed on the stage. But nobody was up there because we were all down. Like literally all the cast and crew were down there like listening to her notes. And it was just like out of nowhere. And she was like, okay, Clyde. And everyone was like freaking out. Everyone was like, oh my God. Because there's like 30, 40 witnesses. Like it's not like, it's like all of us. And we all know, like, it's not like we're like, oh, Jerry's missing. Like, everybody's here. Yeah. Um, so that one was also crazy. So Clyde was a very, very powerful 
entity. Yes. That's all I know. Because Clyde could like make things move and appear that like did not exist yeah. before. Like it didn't yeah. make sense. Yeah. That's terrifying. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, let's go to our sponsors. Uh, our number three sponsor today is my mother, nice. who has uh, cultivated a very comfortable discussion around ghosts and entities in my life. And she is always very good about accepting them and talking to them and treating them with respect. And I love that. Yeah. Thank you, mom. Wow, you're really sucking up to your mom now that you know she's going to listen to the podcast. <laughs> it's a good number three sponsor, Kara. <laughs> I would do love it you, again. Mom. Don't judge me for my previous podcast episodes. Okay, love you. Thank bye. you. Thanks. Okay, thanks. Um, our number two sponsor is my impending unemployment because I think it's going to give me a lot of time to think about the podcast and, you know, <laughs> really yeah. dedicate myself nice. to it. <laughs> And uh, our number one sponsor this week is Historical Ghost Tours, which need us to believe in ghosts. Otherwise, none of us would learn our history. So I do believe that there's some underground thing where, you know, historians are probably, you know, helping keep the ghost, the ghost lore alive. Yeah. So that way we'll pay attention to history. I mean... I've paid for lots of tours that are centered about ghosts. One of my favorite yeah. was the sometimes nighttime. I'll go to a city. Sometimes I'll go to a city, and that's the only tour I'll take. Ghost Correct. tour. <laughs> Should we do our number ones? My number one ghost encounter uh, has to do. I have an honorable mention. Mm. Uh, okay. My. The phobia of demons coming out of mirrors, just that entire thing. Uh, my best friend from college. And I would have what we called NLFNs, and it stood for No Life Friday Nights. Uh, and we would just hang out every Friday and have sleepovers. And inevitably freak ourselves out by looking in the mirrors because we thought (laughs) demons were going to come out at us. And so we had to cover all the mirrors and then we would share a twin bed at night. Uh, We'd sleep in the same twin bed. It was good. It was cute. It was cute. It was nice. Uh, Hope you're doing well. Sounds like an excuse to just hang out in a bed together at night. Oh, interesting. But my (laughs) real number one (laughs) is uh, my mom is a nurse and she used to work on a ventilator unit and she used to work nights and weekend weekend nights. And sometimes I would go visit her at night. Uh, her floor at the hospital used to be a hospice floor and, um, there were rumored to be ghosts there. I, um, I have no proof that this was a ghost encounter. Um, but Apparently, one of the nuns of the hospital frequented their floor, and at one point she had she sneezed, and somebody said "bless you," and she turned around, and no one was there. Sure, all right, mom, you work in night shifts on the weekend. I'm sure, you're not just tired, but maybe. 
when I went there one time to visit her, because sometimes I would just come in, uh, teenagers don't have a lot to do in the place <laughs> that we grew up. Um, and I'm a night owl. And she got called into this room. And without being prompted, this guy just like sat up from his, sorry, so some context. The ventilator unit is usually a lot of people hooked up to a ventilator. And so they're not very mobile patients. All right. Sometimes they're just kind of there. And this guy without prompting, like without being prompted, just sat straight up and his eyes were so open you could see the whites on all sides and he was just staring Mm. at me and he didn't say anything and we made the most stupid prolonged eye contact and it was um yeah you had a freeze moment (laughs) it was terrifying um did he go back what happened after that you know I only remember his eyes. I can't remember if I left right away. There's no way I left without saying goodbye. Midwestern goodbyes, even in the worst times. Um, Midwestern goodbye ghost. I'm assuming... I'm assuming I just went back to the nurse's station and hung out. um, Or like went and sat in her chair so that I couldn't see him. Um, That's fair. I think... Yeah. um, I think it's Chinese people. I saw this on TikTok. Uh... Can pr- they predict whether or not somebody will be a certain way based on uh, the how much white of somebody's eye you can see? So if you see, like if they are stand- sitting normally and you can see the white underneath someone's eye, it indicates like they'll die an early death, if I remember right. And if you can see the white on top of someone's like iris and pupil and stuff, uh, that means that they're a psychopath. And I don't disagree. Like... It's pretty, like, neither of you have it. I have seen people since that I have noticed, and it is terrifying when you can see some the white above or below. I hmm. yeah, I haven't heard that. I have to look that up. I have heard the thing about it. the, if you can see the whites, like, if your eye, the whites underneath your iris, the colored part yeah. in your eyeball, that it does mean ill health. Um, yeah. I don't remember the It's like, path. almost like it's droopy yeah yeah anyway um honor well i don't i feel like grayson's story deserves like a whole a whole thing but the short version honorable mention is that grayson had he was living in a duplex in northeast minneapolis or north minneapolis and was home alone and loaded the dishwasher went back to his office and was like He's already shaking his head. Just let him tell it real quick. It's the washer, the washer, not the dishwasher. It's a laundry Uh, machine, he says. Washer. That's what we call a washer. Anyway, he's like, he loaded the washer, put some clothes in, put the soap in, closed the lid. It was a top loading one. Okay. Uh, Closed the lid and it started like going. He goes back into his office. He's like doing whatever computer engineers do. And then like 10 minutes later, 20 minutes later, comes back out and sees that the lid is open and goes to check it out. And it's half full of water. And the lid had popped up vertically up uh, like and was sitting open. Sorry, the water was completely. Grayson, would you like to tell your story in a quick fashion? <laughs> You're almost done. You've got this. You've got I it. do got it. <laughs> so the lid so- was open. So the lid was open, and so Grayson thought uh, that there was somebody in the house, and so he grabs his knife, and he starts running around the house checking, like, 
the closets, checking everybody's bedrooms, checking all the bathrooms behind the curtain, you know, all that kind of stuff. Uh, checks out the crawl space and everything. And there I love is the idea no that I love the idea that if there was somebody in the house, the thing they would want to do is open the laundry. Just, that's, that's one thing that's their like sadistic like boop, just we chance? gotta go with the most rational thing first which is something of our <laughs> dimension opened my washing machine but is it not possible that you just didn't close the lid no because if it's sitting open it turns off it doesn't fill it doesn't run um, mm. I tried, I tried That's a bunch true. of different ways to make that, to make <laughs> it run with the lid open and it just, it, it doesn't, it wouldn't. So, yeah. Sometimes yeah, so things then break. Grayson's running around with a yeah. knife trying to stab nothing. And so he realizes like all the doors are locked, all the windows are locked. There's no one possibly in the house. He's checked a bunch. And then, uh, did you call anyway eventually he goes outside because he's freaked out he like locks the house up and he goes and sits in his car and he sits down in his car and he sees somebody pull up behind and he's like on a not busy street it's like a residential street there's no cars around and he sits in his car and then a car pulls up directly behind his and the person's got his hands or theirs couldn't really see the face i guess got their hands on the steering wheel and then they just sit there staring at grayson not moving and grayson went no nope and drove away and i'm sorry so you went around your house with a knife didn't find anybody there and then proceeded to go sit in your car (laughs) in north minneapolis you thought that was the best plan of events i was trying to decide whether or not to leave yeah (laughs) and eventually i did i'm sure the person that pulled up behind me was just a normal ass person probably high as Uh, Potentially. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't think it's normal just for like, ghosts to finally, come pulling up in a red stop. Pontiac Sunfire, but um, <laughs> that was definitely the catalytic event that caused me to, as the kids say, dip the fuck out of there. And Yeah, takes one thing I just, sometimes. I, I just fucking got the hell out of there. And uh, I actually ended up running into my roommate on the way like up the hill i'm just driving like a hundred miles an hour up the hill and he like waves me down he's like you going bud (laughs) like i'm not going back there can't do it the place is haunted we got a poltergeist a little ghosty yeah (laughs) yeah that was that was i wasn't i wasn't overly enthused about that um at all yeah that's fair. So that's my honorable mention. And uh, that is super creepy. And now Grayson watches ghost videos all day, every day. Uh, <laughs> so my number one ghost story, Marion was sort of kind of there for this. We worked in an outdoor school uh, in the San Bernardino Mountains uh, above L.A. We were there for like four months total. And I had a room with another woman and it was two twin beds and a dresser and like a closet and that was it and I am a very heavy sleeper my roommate uh was had to be at camp to stay with kids that night and so it was just me in the bedroom and we lived with I don't know seven other people like Mary and myself and then like seven other people in the house yeah it was like 10 or 12 of us and I was in the room across the hallway yeah yeah and I still up when this first part happened oh yeah I didn't 
I don't remember that. Well, I was asleep. I wouldn't know. So I fell asleep in my good little sleepy fashion and I stayed asleep the whole night. And I woke up to a very hard tap on the shoulder twice. It went boom, boom. And it tapped me on the shoulder really, really hard. And I woke up thinking, oh, Michelle is back or something. Uh, no, there's nobody. I checked under the beds. I checked in all the drawers, even though somebody can't be in a drawer. But I checked the drawers. I checked the closet. I then locked the door and proceeded to like cry myself to sleep. And then I don't remember how long, but like an hour later, I felt the same tap, but on my head. And I woke up again and I was like, what the fuck? Because now the now the bedroom door has been locked and I still know nobody else is in the room. And I go downstairs in the morning and I tell everybody what happened. No, you tell and me. They, this is the part that you don't remember. No. You you tell me what happened. Well, I remember. This is what I remember. You can correct my very bad memory. But I remember walking downstairs into the kitchen where you were. And I remember telling what I thought was the group. And then they all burst out laughing and they proceed to tell me that they had tried a Ouija board the night before in my bedroom. <laughs> and I apparently didn't wake up for any of it, but they, they did their Ouija thing and then they didn't close it. And then they left the room and left the Ouija space open, the void. And then I felt uh, two, two different taps. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. How do you close this is how a I remember board? it from my perspective of it was I was you were asleep and I was in my room and I was still awake and I heard them like drunkenly come in and start laughing and they invited me. Um, they invited me to come do the Ouija board. And I said no. Oh. And then they were doing the Ouija board in your room. And in the morning I came into your room like you were still there because I was sitting on Michelle's bed when you told me something really weird happened last night. And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, yeah. yeah like yeah. they yeah. they were doing a Ouija board in here. And then I think you went down and yeah. confirmed with them that they pissed. did not close it. Yeah. Because so I, I was like, oh, my God, like, that's crazy because it was super weird because like when you told me you had no idea that, you know, they had done anything like in there. And I knew that you must have been asleep like during it. it that was super, yeah, scary. Did they weird. not know that they had to say goodbye or like? No, they, I don't session? think everyone knows that. I didn't. Know, they especially didn't research it. Just it. <laughs> they did not research it, so they didn't go online and check like or read the like instructions from fucking Plato or whatever. They just Gansborough did a Ouija board <laughs> and yeah saw what happened. Yeah, and the, the rude part was they did it in your room, not theirs. Yeah, and then they, yeah, because like, they knew they were scared. Oh my god! They're like, this woman's asleep. This is the best place for us to do this. <laughs> yeah, so Actual, random. Not a random bathroom. I was so bad, so yeah. and I think I made them go close it or something because I was like, "Ain't no way I'm gonna sleep in that room again." <laughs> I was so mad. Yeah, that's yeah. that's such a weird one because it's not like that ever happened before again. It was so like yeah. crazy and to I, be a coincidence. And I sleep really hard, yes. so it was like one. Weird that I didn't wake up when they were in there because there's like seven people piled into my room. Apparently, they, one of them told me they sat on my bed while they were doing it. Like, <laughs> I didn't wake up. And so then to wake up to taps, it must have been a hard tap, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. Ouija boards. So this is one. why I didn't like because that was before we all lived together. And then when I moved in with Mara and she had that Ouija board. Yeah. I've really heard this upsetting. story like seven times. <laughs> You did a patient. Good job. But I mean, it's a good story. I like it makes 
it's still creepy to listen to. Um, just the fact that things happening, you had no idea. And you were like, guess what happened to me last night? And then Marion's yeah. like, guess what happened last night? <laughs> what happened to you last night? <laughs> oh, you will sh- never believe. <laughs> oh, man. There's a yeah. reason. Yeah. yeah. It's not random. Yeah. Oh. Um, <clears throat> my number one ghost encounter is when I went to college. This is post-Clyde, pre-apartment ghost. And uh, I lived in a dorm room with a bunch of other sober people. We were in the non-substance dorm room. So, like, there was one person who would sometimes drink and then they would feel shamed by everyone when they would come back (laughs) drunk. Sounds like really everyone else. Yeah, we were super cool. Um, Anyway, so it started out quite the same where like there would be drafts or random doors closing or you would hear someone but you wouldn't know like who it was or there'd be no one around and I started jokingly because it's post Clyde and so I don't know maybe I'm more aware of things after him so I would jokingly say oh it's the ghost of 609 there must be the ghost of 609 and uh we like would always joke the whole group of us about it and then um I was doing Ramadan like with my Muslim friend, uh, all in, and we would have to wake up before the sun rose. And in August, that was pretty fucking early. It was like four 30 in the morning. We would have to wake up to like eat. Um, and then we would go back to bed. And one morning he, he usually came and woke me up, but he didn't that morning. So I went down to his room and like opened the door to his dorm room and he you know shared with another guy and they were both you know like on opposite walls and their feet were like to the door and so when I opened the door and there was like you know in dorm rooms how the hall light is always permanently on like it's never off so the hall light was like behind me and it's shining and so I say to them like Hey, all in like, it's about to be sunrise, like come out, we got to eat. And he was like, okay, I'll be right there. And I went into the living room and I got our stuff ready and he comes out and he goes, who's joining us? And I said, what do you mean? Who's joining us? And he said, the person who was like standing behind you, like, oh, who is it? God. And I was like, <laughs> no one, no one was behind me. Like, what do you mean? Um, and he was like, I could have sworn that like someone was standing behind you. And like when you came to wake me up. And uh, so we ate very, very quickly, went straight back to bed. Um, it was very freaky. And then later that day, I saw his roommate, John, as I was coming back from class. And John was like, oh, hey, how'd Ramadan go this morning? I said, all right. And he said, yeah, who was with you? Oh and I God. said, what do you mean? <laughs> who was with me? Uh, he was like, you know, there was like someone with you when you woke up all in. And I said, have you talked to all in today? I was like, that was the like first question out of my, like, did you talk to all in? And he's like, no, all in was like gone for classes when I woke up. Like I haven't seen him all day. Why? And I'm like, because all in also saw someone like standing behind me. So they both like separately saw and like witnessed this thing and they're both at kind of different angles. Like, you know, one's on one side of the yeah. room, one's on the other. So looking like, at me. Probably not your shadow. And if the light it is can't directly be my overhead, the light's the not coming Yeah, because from the light is in such a yeah. way the shadow was in front of me. Yes. So that was the crazy part is like, yeah. where did this 
person and like they didn't say shadow you know what i'm saying like they thought there was an actual person there and like if they can see me clearly like and they're both convinced that there's someone behind me like it was just very like unnerving and creepy and then we went on a ghost tour um that halloween like somebody came to do like a little fun thing and we have we're on a bunch of burial mounds for indians um from back in the day midwestern story right there yeah very um inappropriate and uh so he was taking us around the academic side of school and like pointing out like oh like something happened here there's energy here he had a little like em g emp whatever the that is that people who hunt ghosts use emf thank you grayson and uh so he like was walking on the edge of academic campus and our building is a dormitory, but it's right on the edge. And he was just, we were just passing by and unprompted. He like points and goes, Oh, there's something really weird energy coming from that building. Like somebody definitely died in that building, like pointing at our residency building, like that he did not know we were in or anything. He didn't point (laughs) out any of the other residency buildings, like just that one. And uh, so then, like, the rest of the year, there weren't, like, many incidents that I can recall. But our senior year, we, like, the week before we graduated, everyone who was in the dorm our freshman year decided to, like, reunite. And we were like, let's be ironic and funny. Let's, like, have our final drink at, like, college in our substance-free dorm. Like, let's go back and have, like, a toast and, like, drink there. And so... We went back and we were in the like, you know, the common area and we like do our little toast and then we decide to take a picture and we have someone take a picture of us and I post it on Facebook. Don't think anything of it. Two years later, my friend from 609 is looking at that photo and she says, guys, the ghost of 609 is in this photo. And if you look at the photo, we can post it on our Instagram page for people to see. But if you look at the photo in the upper left corner is this like transparent skull face there's no other like way to describe it and there's not like nothing was hanging from the rafters it doesn't look like it's hanging from something like it it doesn't make any sense it's just this like literal like ghost photo and you can see in facebook the pictures i took before and after it's not like a smudge or something like on my lens like it's only in that one photo um and it's a photo that didn't have flash in it like yeah it's a very weird photo but we decided that the ghost of 609 really wanted to like you know it used all of its energy to like manifest so that way it could be in the photo with us yeah kind of lonely story (sighs) yeah i just uh, wanted to be included sad just wanted to be a college kid again probably still is you know it's probably a college kid when they died I think the ghost liked that we acknowledged it, you know? I think it liked that someone was recognizing it. I think ghosts, you know, they just want to be seen. They just want to be known. It's got to be sad. Unless it's, you know... Unless there's, like, a whole ghost community. Right, unless the dimension... You know, one 150th of any interaction. Yeah, unless the plane of existence and the dimension that they live in is, like hours not lonely at all i guess is what i'm saying like it's much more in depth than we imagine it i mean if there are ghosts don't you think they interact with each other 
They have little ghost friends. So oh, no, it depends on, on the same if, plane. Yeah. Like, for me, I don't necessarily look at ghosts as, like, people who have died, like, entity. You know what I'm saying? Like, they could be, like, I really do see them more as pockets of energy. So it's hard to say if you could interact yeah. with another, what would be the rules of, like, two energetic things, you know, interacting with each other. Maybe. So you think I, I see... Go ahead. People that have died and become ghosts and that there's just pockets of energy that don't have to do with anything dead people related. I think so. Yeah, definitely. Definitely pockets of energy that maybe have nothing to do with someone dying. Yeah. For sure. And you and then, would classify them still as ghosts, not just like the universe? I mean, that might be par- paranormal activity. Yeah. Instead of ghosts. Interesting. But like paranormal stuff yeah but i liked the way my mom my mom explained it in that she thinks and this is she was very clear that this is just her like what she's come to believe is that she also believes that it's like a spirit or a soul and that it could have been a human at one point that then goes into that realm again or it's just never been in a human form and it like that's just how it, it like exists yeah or whatever yeah it could be like a creature that doesn't yeah i also think somebody once described it i was listening to something as like the idea of like when you take a photograph how it's like a snapshot of one thing like that maybe energy is trapped in like one thing that's why like maybe sometimes we view ghosts as like aggressive angry like nice like whatever is because like it's a moment of intense emotion that's like trapped or captured like a flash that keeps repeating itself over and over again like so Clyde would have been a pretty like angry aggressive energy and like they're like stuck yeah or that moment is that that specific moment of that energy is stuck and the ghost of 609 might have just been like frat boy energy yeah you know (laughs) wanted to focus on (laughs) just wanted to hang yeah yeah, Grayson said something that I think is true. It takes an intense moment of feeling to leave an imprint of energy. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have a lot of like neutral. Well, maybe we do have like, quote unquote, neutral energy ghosts, and but we don't see or feel or acknowledge it because it's not impacting us. So we only see like the the wider side of the range, like the super anger, the super happy. Or, the super fat or like those like moments of serenity that you have when you're just like walking along. Maybe you're walking through like neutral or like mm. at peace. Maybe you're just coming through yeah. a neutral pocket. I like that. Yeah. If I believed. This is a good topic. I did not enjoy having now three things that I thought happened during this recording. There was a point where I could hear what sounded like an owl or a squeaky wheel or something. Yeah. And I kept taking off my headphones to try to listen to it and it was so faint that i like couldn't necessarily hear it so that's three things one one of them is explained you're bugging personally wish that we had done this one on sunday because (laughs) now it's 10 p.m and i'm gonna go to bed and i'm sure i'll fall right asleep after all of this (laughs) just think about the pocket of neutral energy i am i am me and they are me you just have to, I think it's, you do have to believe, like, that the energy is not, like, I think if you look for creepy things, you're going to find creepy things. Yeah. yeah. 
if you look for not so creepy things, you might find not so creepy things. That's just somebody, that's just somebody putting stuff in the recycling outside the (laughs) alleyway. Okay. It's the normal normal sound. (laughs) That's good. That's good. Let's end on that one. That was good. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well. Do y'all have points? I don't, do y'all have points? I don't, think, I don't know that this is one that can do points. Yeah. I was going to say, I feel neutral because I don't feel like I had an actual ghost encounter story to tell. Yeah, it's really like dependent tangents. on your personal experiences. Yeah. I'm okay being a... Uh, we all win. Try winner. Woo! Yeah! Yay. Is oh this my, my first win? That means we actually all lose <laughs> because there's not an actual winner. So. Yeah. You you can celebrate this, Kara. Or try losers. Yeah. Try newts. Wow. Neutral. Way to attract the negative. Oh, my God. Okay. uh, This has been my (laughs) top everything. I'm your host, Marion. I'm Kara. And I'm Mara. If you have comments, questions, concerns, go ahead and email us at mytopeverythingpodcast. Podcast at gmail.com. My sure top everything like. podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> Did you enjoy that interruption? <sighs> I waited till you were done. Not you, Kara. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I wanted to prove that I knew the email because last time Mara didn't. What? Nobody was asking you to not. Ma'am. Sir? Okay. What's a neutral, ma'am, sir? I am. Neutral man, sir.